on today. Um, I remember one day last week, it was a storming outside. It was raining, raining, raining. And today, here we are with this beautiful sunshine. So we give God glory for the sun. Um, okay. I need to take a moment to pray. God, we're grateful for this opportunity to, become, to come before you on today, just to give you thanks, to give you praise, and to glorify your name. God, I ask that you will just come and be with me on this, in this precious moment that you have ordained. Um, give me your strength, O oh Lord. Fill me with your strength and your wisdom as I share with the people what you've laid on my heart. Please open up hearts and hear, ears and minds to hear from you, O oh Lord, so that hearts may be moved. So that folks will move from pew to action. Those who don't know you and the partner of the sins will come to know you just a little bit better. Father, I just thank you for all these things. It's in your son, Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Before we begin to speak about the metaphorical storms in our lives, let's just take a moment of silence for all of those people that are experiencing real storms, all the people that are experiencing the storms from the wildfires and um, losing their homes and losing their lives and loved ones. So let's just take a moment of silence for them, please. Though we may not be there physically to offer physical support, but we can pray for them and realize that we can pray for resources um, that they will have someone there to assist them and help them to rebuild and lend a helping hand. And we don't want to underestimate the power of our prayers here in Ohio. Amen. Thank you. So, a storm is coming. Are you ready? That was the title on Monday. Are there any storm chasers in the room? Anybody go out and chase storm? No, nobody? Okay, do you at least watch it on TV? Do you watch the storm chaser? Thank you, thank you, Andy. That's my partner back there, Andy, okay. I love the storm chasers. I don't wanna be out there, but I do like watching it. It's like a little thrill to watch it. Um, if you recall the 1996 movie Twister, we recall that movie, right? There were two storm, two rival storm chasers chasing the same storms, and they were attempting to launch a tornado research device. And in this thriller, we watched and we sat on edge waiting for the next move as the two teams raced up and down the highway seeking these storms. And in their trucks, each team had a radio receiver or whatever the mechanism is to listen to weather reports to indicate where the storms are, the types of storms, the categories, and etc. And as I studied for today, studied today's text, I thought about the various storms that we encounter. Hail storms, snowstorms, because we live in Northeast Ohio, ice storms, the hurricanes, the tornadoes. I thought about the velocity of the wind, how many miles per hour the wind blows during any of these storms. But what I thought about the most was the watercraft or the boat that the disciples were in. And as I thought, I also thought about how today, before we go out on the water, we will know what the weather will be like because we have these mechanisms in place to tell us that a storm is coming. We know ahead of time if we should be out there on the water or not. So that when the wind blows as it did in the text, we would not be afraid and we would be prepared for any potential storm. 
So two weeks ago, we talked about starting to think about the things we want personally or professionally for those of us that still work. Um, what do we want individually or collectively as a church? We talked about seeking him first so that those things that we want will be added unto us. And a part of that process is and a part of that process of wanting those things is trusting God. It's having faith that he will deliver. Faith, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When I call on God, when I call on Jesus, when I call on the Holy Spirit, I'm trusting and I'm believing. I'm having faith that my prayers are answered. And today's text, okay, blink slide. Oh, talked about the storm chasers. I'm sorry, I'm behind. I was going to have us sing row, row, row your boat, but I changed my mind. But let's talk about it. We'll talk about it in a minute. So, uh, in this text, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. And that's when he cried out, Lord, save me. Peter walked with Jesus and knew the power that Jesus possessed because he was a witness to other miracles that Jesus performed. He had just finished feeding 5,000 people with two loaves of bread and five fish. Peter was there and he still doubted that Jesus could save him. Or doubted that that was Jesus saying, come and walk with me on the water. Or doubted that he could walk as soon as he lost his focus. As soon as he took his eyes off Jesus, he began to sink. When it was Peter's turn to experience Jesus, there was this bit of excitement and a bit of fear. The fear kicked in. Peter was distracted. But as long as he had his eyes on Jesus, it was good. He was walking on water. Can you imagine what it must have felt like? One, to be in the presence of Jesus, first of all, in his physical company, to be in company with Jesus. We're in company with him right now. I believe he's sitting here among us, and I hope that you feel him as well. But to be there, to have him right next to you, can you imagine what that must have been like? And then for him to say, come. He put out an invitation, come and walk with me on this water. I couldn't imagine walking on water. Some of us have been to the beach and have walked right along the shore where the water has come up to your feet. I'm not a swimmer, so I'm not going further than the little sand that I can see. And if I can't see it, I'm not going any further. Walking in the water is different than walking on the water. But can you imagine what that must have been like? Um, take a moment, place yourself in this boat. You can close your eyes or you can just center yourself. Just think about what it was like to sit in this boat with other people, the other disciples, and you're just minding your business, they're rowing the boat, and then all of a sudden, the wind kicks up. You're in this boat. Do you know what to do when the wind kicks up? 
they saw Jesus. So we're going we're gonna to forget for a moment that Jesus was there. Let's just focus on this win. How many boaters do we have in the room? How many people actually, you know, enjoy the boat? I don't, I ride with other people, but I don't know how to navigate a boat. I have to wear my life jacket because, again, I'm not a swimmer. However, when you're in the boat, if the wind kicks up, I can't even tell you what to do because I don't know. We get inside of boats, our metaphorical boats, and sometimes we just stay in the boat. Why? Because we know what to do inside of that boat. We know it's comfortable inside of this boat. Sometimes God wants you to step out of the boat and walk on the water, but we choose not to because we're so comfortable. I heard, I don't see Tom today. Um, I'm sorry, not Tom. Jason. Jason, right. Jason stepped out of the boat. He told us a couple weeks ago. He stepped out on faith and took a new position. Sometimes we got to step out and take new positions. Sometimes we have to fall back because he just wants us to hang out for a minute, but we have to be attuned to the ear of God. When we step out, when we're in the boat and the wind comes, and the wind is whirling around us, we may be afraid of the wind. You've been in a windstorm before, or just been outside when it's thunderstorming and you don't know what to do. I shouldn't say you don't know what to do. When you're outside and you're just without your rain gear. Part of being in the storm and being prepared for the storm the title, Are You Ready for the Storm? Having your rain gear and being ready for the storm. What do you need in a rainstorm or in any storm? You have to have your, I call it protective gear, your rain jacket, your rain hat, maybe your rain boots. Northeast Ohio, you might need snow boots in October because it may be snowing in October. Just a reality. Um, being prepared for the storm When Peter realized that he lost his focus, it's like us when we lose our focus. We have to say, Lord, save me. Three little words with such impact. Just a small request. Sometimes, I don't know if you've been around other people that when you ask them to pray, they give a 15-minute prayer. This was three words. Lord, save me. Just a small request with such a great impact. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand. It doesn't take a lot to ask God to save you. It doesn't, ask a lot, it doesn't take a lot to ask God to move you to the next step. Three little words, Lord, save me. Lord, move me. Lord, do this for me. It doesn't take a lot. Then immediately, Jesus reached out his hand. Jesus reached out his hand, and he grabbed him, and he pulled him up, and pulled him to safety. You ever felt like you were sinking? You ever felt like God wasn't there, wasn't hearing you? You can't turn to your friends, you can't turn to your sister, you can't turn to your spouse. You have to turn to the one who saves, and that would be Jesus. He will reach out and pull you up out of whatever it is that you're in. After saving him, he said, when they climbed into the boat, they would die down. The winds died down. Then he said, oh, you a little faith. How great. How deep is our faith on today? We say we have faith, but are we exercising our faith in our daily walk? When people see us come through the doors, they say, oh, they're going to church, they're going to worship. But when they see us on Monday, do they see that same type of worship? So I said that this, the title started out on Monday as um, 
Are you ready for the storm? But as I started working through this and thinking about this, and this really, I don't know why I found it so hard this week to work on this word. And I struggled with it, and I struggled with it. And the one thing that just kept coming to me is worship in the wait. We think that coming to church, and I'm not speaking for you, I'm speaking for other people that I know. They think that coming to church is worship. Worship is so much more than coming and being with one another on Sunday. We worship every day when we take a moment just to thank God for waking us up. We worship in our actions when people see us and we're kind to them. Part of our worship to God. Part of our worship is giving glory to God for the things that he's done for us. Part of our giving glory to God and part of our worship is doing for others as we would have them do unto us. I have all these. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going too far. All right. <laughs> but when we are worshiping, God is expecting so much. And so I kept saying to God, why am I struggling with this word? Because, and what, what his answer was, every, every sermon, every text, every scripture that we study does not, or is not, or does not require like this, theological dissertation. Like, it's, this, it's just so simple. He said, come. Peter said, Lord, save me. Simple request with such a great impact. What is it that you need God to do for you? Have you asked him? I don't know what people need, what people are going through, but somebody is seeking God for something. And have you asked him? And you said, Lord, do this for me. Three little words. Lord, do this for me. Five words. The Lord saved me. And then immediately, he reached out his hand. But when we're worshiping God and we're praying and we're asking God for things, we're not always getting your answer right away. So are you waiting patiently? And in the way, are you waiting and worshiping? Or worshiping in the way? I have a former, well, I have a friend. She's a former co-worker, but she's still a friend. Um, we had this thing that we had in our little cubes, and we had, and we titled it In the Wait. And we just typed out this little piece of paper and laminated it so we could have it all the time. And it says, In the Wait, and then we put four words, like, in a little quadrant. Um, one was to be patient and to have determination and just to wait on God. Like, what are the things that we're doing while we're waiting? We're trying to be kind to one another. We're trying to worship. We're trying to make sure that we're meeting the needs of our neighbors. Um, I'm so sorry that I'm just kind of like, I'm even struggling right now. And I'm just, I just feel like um, I'm praying that you're hearing what God wants you to hear. Because even in the wait, even in the worship, even in serving him, there's a struggle sometimes. When you're trying to do your very best, when you're trying to worship, there are some things that come at you to keep you from thinking you're doing what God has called you to do. So while I'm stepping out of the boat and trying to walk on this water, there's a wind that's distracting even me. And so when I'm up here talking with you or talking to you or trying to do what God is saying to you or trying to do what he's telling me to do, there's a wind that's even coming right now that's just blowing, and it's blowing. 
So I don't know. I've seen people stand up here and sing before all of you. I've seen people speak before you. And you look out into the crowd and you say, ooh, they're just looking back at me. Are they, are they hearing me? What are they thinking? Are they agreeing or are they not? It's a distraction. It's a part of that wind that's blowing. So whether you're standing here, whether you're out there, whatever you do in your profession, whatever you do in your family, let's do all that we can not to be distracted by the wind. So what do we do when the wind blows and the wind tries to distract us? We refocus. We have to put our minds back onto the one who called us to do what it is that we're supposed to do. Don't think that because I'm a mom, that's all I do. No, that's not all you do. Moms are managers. Moms are the CEO of the family. Moms are the bomb.com. <laughs> you are. So you're being called to do that. If you're a caregiver, don't be distracted by someone saying, or by you saying, oh, I gotta run and do, and take so-and-so here and do this and do that. You've been called to do that. Don't be distracted by the wind because of other people are saying things to you. It's all a part of the storm. Don't think that, oh, I just teach Sunday school. Is that all you do? No, you don't just teach Sunday school. You don't just work with the kids. That's a ministry all in itself. That's work that God has called you to do. So when you find yourself distracted by the other voices, refocus. Turn your mind back to what you've been called to do. So I said that we were going to, I was going to have you sing um, Row, Row, Row Your Boat. Just because my thought was, here were the disciples just rowing along. You know the words to row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 merrily. Life is but a dream. Can you imagine just rowing in the boat, minding their own little business, thinking life is all good, and then here comes the wind, blowing them all over the place. Just row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 merrily. Life is but a dream. Here comes the wind. Not you out of nowhere. Shift, refocus, change your mindset. Somebody is saying, yeah, my life is great. This is the season for storms. Seasons change. We're encountering all kinds of storms all over the place. Physical storms, inter um, interpersonal storms, inner storms. Storms are everywhere. And storms can be small, storms can be great. It determines how you see life and how you're going to address the storm in your life. Are you going to get your rain hat out, get your raincoat, get your snow boots? Be prepared. I was talking earlier, and um, I'm sorry, tell me your name again. Michelle? Michelle. Katie? Oh, I'm sorry. Katie. 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 I'm sorry, Katie. I'm still trying to learn everybody's names. But Katie and I were talking earlier about jean jackets. And we're saying how we love jean jackets. I keep like three in my car. Because I never know which one I want to put on. One is stone wash, one is a dark, a dark denim, one is a light denim. So when, by the time I walk out the house and get in the car, I'm like, oh, I think a dark denim will go better with this today. So that's the one I'll wear. I'm always prepared for my denim. It doesn't matter what day of the week. Are you prepared for the storms in your life? Do you keep a raincoat with you? Do you keep rain boots in, the, in your trunk? Because you never know when that wind is going to hit you. 
Are you prepared for it? The Word of God prepares us for everything that we encounter. There is nothing new under the sun. You can always turn to the book of Philippians for a good word. You can always turn to the book of Psalms for something uplifting and to carry you through. The one thing God wants from us is not to wait like the disciples did and then praise them after he saved them. He wants, to praise, he wants us to praise them during the storm. Worship while you're in the storm. Don't wait until after. Worship him while you wait. And then when you are delivered from your storm, your praise is so much greater because you've been able to appreciate all that he's done for you throughout the storm. When we ask God for the things that we're seeking him for, whether it be healing, whether it be deliverance, um, whether it be forgiveness, we sometimes also ask for material things. But know that when you ask for any of those things, he might not say immediately you can have it. It may be not yet. And it might just flat out be no. But will you be prepared for that as well? So we, I don't want you to believe that when I ask, oh, I'm going to get it just because I asked. Although his word says, ask what you will in my name, and it shall be granted. But he gives you what you need based on his um, riches and glory and what he believes is best for you. So we have to trust him in that and believing that when we spend time worshiping in spirit, when we spend time praying, when we spend time singing songs and singing hymns unto the Lord, he hears our heart and he knows what's best for us and he has our best interests at heart. Reading the scriptures, holding them close to our hearts, memorizing scriptures, sharing them with others, understanding the scriptures, and understanding that though we have trials and tribulations, God is present in the midst of all of those things. And though we encounter adversity, adversity doesn't always last. Our trials and tribulations can make us feel like the storm will not pass, but it will. And during this season, as we experience whatever it is that God has for us, good, bad, and indifferent, all he wants to know is will we trust him? Will you trust him in the midst of the storm? When the storm is raging, will you seek him for shelter? In the midst of the storm that might be raging, do you know, do you believe, and do you trust that he is the one that is walking in the midst of the storm, walking to save you, walking to reach out his hand when you say, Lord, save me? He wants to know will we keep our eye on him? One of the songs had the words steadfast in it, and I was like, yeah, exactly. We need to stay steadfast in our daily walk. Stand steadfast in our daily walk, knowing that deliverance is on the way, knowing that our prayers are being answered. And we have to be aware that the answer may not be the way that, God is, that we expected, but knowing that he, has, he knows what's best for us, and we have to trust him. And I know that it's easier said than done, but he's waiting for us to depend and lean on him. And I ask you, will you trust him today? He's waiting for us to cry out just like Peter, Lord, save me. I encourage you to begin to take notice of the things that you're seeking God for. Whatever you're asking him for, start to write down your heart, your thoughts, your prayers, the things that you want, and start to pay attention to when he answers you so that you will be able to have your own testimony to share with someone else who may be struggling with their own, um, with their own salvation 
and believing or wondering whether or not God really answers prayers. Track when he responds to your request, whether it's the answer you were looking for or not. Take note of the small things that occur in your life. And the purpose of this exercise is so that you can see God at work in your life and even the smallest things. And when we take time to intentionally engage and include God in all our things, in all things, our relationship with him changes, it deepens, and it strengthens. Have you ever had to call an organization or an agency and be put on hold and an automated voice comes on and says, you're number three in line. Your approximate wait time is 10 minutes. What do you do for those 10 minutes? It depends on where I am. If I'm just sitting at home waiting for them to come to the phone and I have my phone in my hand, I might play a game while I'm waiting. I might engage in a whole other text conversation with somebody else. I may doodle. It just depends. But that's time I could spend worshiping God while I'm waiting. It's like that when we, spend, when we send our prayers to heaven. While you're waiting, what are you doing? Are you taking the time to worship God? Are you just doodling? Are you engaged in a whole other conversation with somebody else? Worship God while you wait. And I was thinking about the um, seven doors who whistle while they work. They whistle while they work to pass the time. We worship while we wait to pass the time. God knows our heart and he's waiting for us to worship him in spirit and in truth. He's moving in all of our lives and it's up to us to be ready for each and every storm that comes our way. I encourage you to be prepared on today. Be prepared in your spirits. Be prepared with your songs and psalms. There was an old elder who used to say, you should always have a song on your heart. You should always have a song in your heart. So every day, no matter what you're going through, there's a song or a psalm or a scripture that you should be able to lean on to help, make, to help you make it through each and every day. So being ready for the storm includes prayer and worship, preparing for those um, inner battles that we experience. Um, those are our protective jackets and our protective rain hats. We may also need other items. We may need to lean on other people, but you want to lean on the right other people. So ask God, who should you lean on? And he can help you. That's why we have counselors. That's why we have uh, ministers and other people that have been called to assist one another, to assist us in these things that we're looking for counseling and comfort in. Preparing for our spiritual storm requires a mindset focused on God's strength and wisdom. And when we find ourselves going through the spiritual form, spiritual storm, just like Peter, we can reach out and say, Lord, save me. Three little words with such a great impact. Lord, save me. I hope that you'll be able to um, take that word with you, not just today, this week, but in the future, whenever you find yourself experiencing something and you realize, oh, I'm going through a little something that I didn't expect it to be just quite this way. Lord, save me. Doesn't mean you're drowning. Doesn't mean that you're falling over. But you may just need a little pick-me-up. Lord, save me. I encourage you to find a scripture. Find a, if it's just one word, find that one word, that one thing that's going to help you make it through each and every day. Be blessed.